after losing a brutal custody case, washed-up action star Jean-Claude Van Damme returns to his home in Belgium and becomes engaged in a hostage situation at a post office in this meta-crime drama, JCVD. Episode 146, JCVD. My name is Eric. And my name is Jason we, uh, We've had guests on before. Yeah. Uh, it's usually fun. Yeah. Uh, usually uh, they tended to be people who uh, either are our friends or who listen to the show. Right, right. Uh, we've got a guest on today who uh, has been a topic of conversation many times. <laughs> Almost a legend. Kind of, wow. yeah. <laughs> it's Doogie, everybody. Hey, Doogie. Hey, guys. <laughs> <clears throat> Doogie, as uh, the listener may know, uh, I'm sure I've told stories. I'm a long-time listener. First oh. time caller. <laughs> well, I'm not calling. <laughs> I'm here. First, well, a gentleman caller. You know, yes. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I think we've mentioned Doogie on several episodes, haven't we? Oh, yeah. I'm sure I've told stories about your uh, your illegal milk, your yep. black market milk. And I think that's probably the most famous uh, Doogie story. Yeah. My illegal milk, which yeah. is legal in 23 other states. <laughs> Just not Ohio. <laughs> For the record, right. So, yeah, what is the deal with the milk? Do you want to, like, tell your side of the story? Like, why it should be legal? Why it should be legal. Well. <laughs> no, we don't want to talk about milk. Okay. We don't want to talk about milk right now. Yeah. That's for <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. This is dinner time. Supper time. But yeah, Dookie's here. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Uh. This is fun. <laughs> this is what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Now you see why I come over here once a week. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes twice. Yeah. We've recorded twice in a week. Oh, yeah. so. Done uh, two in a day before. Yeah, that's crazy. Two in a day. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We don't do that anymore. No. So, uh, that second one is grueling. Yeah. <laughs> the first one's usually really. <laughs> Not that the first one's any good, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's uh, let's get into this then, I guess. Yeah, I think this one might have a lot, a lot to talk about. Sure, more so than your evil ernies and your, uh, you know, your whatnots. I did uh, walk out of the room five minutes into this movie. Yeah, <laughs> and he didn't come back until the credits rolled. Nope. JCVD, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. He's a real guy. Yeah, he is. This is a fictional movie. Yeah. I believe. Is it? I believe, right? Part fiction. It's a real movie. 
fictional story. Yeah. Is it? Is is any of it true other than like you know? I mean, was that really his parents? Does he really have a custody battle? Any of that? Any of that true? I think the custody battle part is uh, correct. Really? Yeah. Mm. Or uh, and also having a shitty career. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that he brought John Woo to the United States. Yeah. <laughs> so was John Woo like such a Van Damme fan that he came here? Or did Van Damme like petition him to come? I think probably Van Damme was a John Woo fan. What movie did they do together? Hard Target. Oh. I haven't, you've seen Hard Target, right? Oh, uh, they all blur together. All those movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I wonder, one of the reasons that... Uh, Except Cyborg. I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Dolph Lundgren and... No, that's Universal Soldier. Oh, which one's Cyborg? Uh, it's Masters of the Universe 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who, who's in that? JCVD. Yeah. Just just him, though? It's not like him. JCVD. For the uh, French listeners out there. <laughs> wow. I, see, Doogie's bringing in multicultural aspects to the show. Mm. But no, I wanted to ask you to come on the show because you you've watched more than the average man's uh action movie uh you know i wouldn't call myself a connoisseur right but i am partial to uh the golden age of action movies the 80s the 80s yes jcvd a big stalwart of 80s action films oh yeah bloodsport Cyborg. Cyborg. The Quest. <laughs> never seen that one. I've never heard of that one. We did, I, I think I may have mentioned this on here before. Uh, we talked about uh, Bloodsport. We used to watch that in my, I think it was like, uh, I want to say sixth grade class. Like, we watched it at, at school, like on uh, at least <laughs> at least two different Fridays, maybe three. Like in class? In our science class. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> what well, was the purpose of that? well, it was like, you know, Friday fun time, you know? Friday like, fun time? You know, where they would. I don't think that's anything official. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh. It's not like Pizza Tuesdays. <laughs> or Pretzel Mondays. Right. Um, but yeah, our, our teacher would let us watch a movie and everybody always voted on Bloodsport because he would have like five movies. And I just remember sitting there, like, the second time we were Wait, watching what it. what were the other four choices? <laughs> um, I I can't remember, but I, I think, like, there would always be a comedy, and then, like, a couple of action movies, and, like, a cartoon. And, like, it was always hands down. Like, like a couple of the girls would vote for, you know, The Secret of Nim or whatever. And then, you know, everybody else would vote for Bloodsport. I remember the second time we were watching, I was like, we're watching this in class like it didn't hit me the first time but it's so violent and you know over the top it's an odd thing to show the kids at school I've never seen it so oh it's it's a good movie yeah. Yeah, give, us a, give us a quick synopsis okay there's a giant fight is Bolo in it? Uh, Bolo Young is in it oh. um, also the Any big relation? <laughs> he's my uncle <laughs> um He's the guy that can do these weird flexy things with his, with his pectorals. Yeah. Awesome. And then there's the big, hairy, f- funny kind of guy. He's, 
He always plays like some from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, he was in Revenge of the Nerds. He was like the big. This is the head. true story of Frank Dukes or Ducks. Is that his name Ducks? Yeah, Frank Dukes. True yeah, story. It's based on true. True story. You know the story better than I do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like all these people are competing for uh, you know, like the big prize money and the. Van Damme has to take on Bolo Young. It's like a big elimination sport. Um, but there's all kinds of drama with uh, the nerd guy gets put in the hospital. Ogre. Ogre. By some yeah. illegal move, and then Van Damme has to avenge him. And... This is a good movie. I think it's the only Van Damme movie I ever liked when I was a kid. I think I've only seen, maybe, other than this one, two or three others. Hard Target I've seen. I never saw that one. Time Cop? We watched Time Cop. Oh, Cop. yeah, I've seen Time Cop. Time Cop was fun. Yeah, it's fun. did we watch Time Cop? It was like right before I moved out. I used oh, to live yeah. with Doogie. I used to live with Doogie. VHS version of Time Cop. Yeah, we watched the VHS version of Time Cop. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, but this one, though, wow. Not, ex- I mean, like, I knew it was, like, you know, kind of a dramatized, like, uh, uh, meta kind of, you know, movie. Right. But wow, so it's, uh, it's more dramatic than, than anything else. Yeah, a couple funny parts here and there. Yeah, just to lighten the load. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. Pretty heavy movie. Yeah. yeah. The signature Van Damme kick is still yeah part of this film. <laughs> Somehow they worked that in there. I think twice, right? Maybe twice. Yeah. yeah. No splits, no V&M splits. Yeah, so yeah that was the bum. one. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when he used to do the splits a yeah. lot? Yeah, that, that was the most unnerving thing. <laughs> Amazing. He is, like, okay, he is easy to make fun of over the years. I know I've made fun of him countless times. Right. But, <clears throat> you know, you do sort of, like, feel a little bad if you're watching this movie for ever having made fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> He cried in this movie. Yeah. Was that a soliloquy? Uh, a soliloquy? Yeah. I guess technically, yeah, soliloquy. Because talking directly to the viewer with uh, none of the other characters realizing what's happening. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I've seen this twice now. Uh, uh, the very first time that I saw this, and uh, I got to the soliloquy part. Soliloquy part. Uh, I cried like a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a... <clears throat> he pulls a few heartstrings. This may be right. where the true part of the story comes in. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like the soliloquy part? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he basically kind of lays it on the line about his career. Real tears, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Real tears. But he's still in character because he's referring to scenes in the fictitious movie. He's still in character. Yeah. As himself. As himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, in this situation, though. Because, I mean, he's crying and he's also talking about the post office that they're in. Yeah. Even yeah. though, you know, that's part of the movie. Yeah. But he's also referring to it as a movie, too. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so deep, this movie. It's like an issue of Animal Man with big muscles. <laughs> Animal Man has big muscles, but not Van Damme muscles. Still but, in great shape. Still in great shape. Yeah. I notice that. I notice those things. <laughs> That's why we have you here. Yeah. To pick apart the little details. Like Still in good shape. 
Bandana is still in shape. I mean, we wouldn't have picked up on that. <laughs> um, man, yeah, wow, powerful, good movie. Yeah, yeah. very good. I think, uh, yeah, I don't think it was as good as uh, the very first time I watched it, but uh, still, you know, holds up pretty well. Yeah, I like all the weird lighting in the movie. Like, there's like all these weird washed-out yellow, yeah, sort of. Sh- Anti shadows on the just like halos and things. Heavily saturated. Yeah, that's yeah. the word saturated. Mm-hmm. I like the the single shot beginning too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The tracking shot. Tracking shot. Yes. Industry terms being thrown out. <laughs> tracking shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because it's kind of divided up into sections. This movie and. Uh, in, uh, in a storytelling style that was pretty popular like a decade ago here or 20 years ago I don't know whenever all the Tarantino movies were big like where everything's chopped up and uh, I still think uh, Tarantino's a popular director to no, this day no one remembers him other than you and me <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah you're right but I mean he popularized that with you right. know, American yeah. Yeah. time jumps yeah. yeah, but I mean, it really works obviously for this kind of story because yeah. you know the scene that they show you first kind of leads you to believe one thing, and then when they do all the background stuff, you sort of right. see where it came from and what sparked it. I think it helps to uh, build tension and to uh, feel sympathy for for Van Dam and his uh, his uh, plight throughout right. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he always just seems so tired and like, you know, slightly put off, but he's still uh, very, uh, very affable and like he tries his best to like, you know, sort of come across as, you know, a gracious, uh, you know, idol of these people. Right. Yeah, Vingham knows that he's washed up in real life, or he was washed up at one point. So this is kind of a poking fun. We're getting back. I don't know. This wasn't really a goofy, tongue-in-cheek movie. There's tears, real tears. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know. There's a couple of ribs uh, ribbing at uh, Steven Seagal. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> put that in there. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because fuck that guy. Seagal. Uh, I think... Uh, I mean, he gets made fun of a lot because he is primarily just an action star. And he, he's not a great actor, but like watching this and seeing him act and talk in his native language makes me think that he probably is a really good actor. He just can't do it in English. Yeah, yeah, probably. I notice that it seems his lines seem to have more uh, dramatic flair in French. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he seems very one-dimensional in his delivery, usually in his movies. But but you're like, well, shut the fuck up and kick something, Van Damme. You know. Exactly. And like, yeah, that's too bad, because he's a pretty good actor. In French. In French. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I I saw very recently uh, on Yahoo News, there was a blurb about Steven Seagal. Did you see that, where he, like... Someone was upset because he was part of the... Uh, he forgot 9-11? <laughs> he forgot about it. Uh, 
No, he, uh... Oh, yeah, the happy 9-11, everybody. Yay. Um, it's been ten years. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Still doing it. No. Oh. No, but, uh... <laughs> no, but, but there's something where he... You know how Ben Dan... Or, uh, Seagal is, like, an actual cop now somewhere, you know? Yeah. I, I've heard of this. Yeah. Well, there's a photo of him, like, in, like, SWAT gear, where he's, like... Part of a raid? He was part of some raid, and, like, the person that uh, was raided was somehow, like, really upset that Steven Seagal was part of it, I guess, because it, you know... Because... I don't know if it... He was... I think the person being raided was assumed to be an illegal dogfighter, part of an illegal dogfighting ring. And it brought a lot of attention. Or he claims he wasn't, and claims that their house was damaged and the and the family puppy was killed. <laughs> By Seagal? Did he snap Maybe. its wrist or something? Maybe. He threw a knife and slit its throat. Oh. oh. That's too bad. No. But uh, he's a sheriff in some county in some state. Legitimate. Louisiana. Uh, Is it? Okay. Well, that explains it all. Yeah. Is there a lot of dog fights in Louisiana? I don't know. Uh, what do they call his ponytail in this movie? Is coot 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 coot? Is it just French for ponytail? I guess. I think it's French for vagina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who wears a ponytail nowadays? No, I'm kidding. Well, he doesn't wear one nowadays. He cut it off. He cut it off. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. This movie was really good. I'd like to see uh, Van Damme do some other other stuff. I would too. Uh, I was even thinking during this, I can't remember if he's done anything since this movie. Was this the movie that he was doing that caused him to not be in The Expendables? Because I thought he was asked to be in The Expendables. Uh, he was, but uh, this movie came out well before then. So, okay. yeah. so Van Damme turned down being in The Expendables. Yeah. Wow. Maybe he's done with the whole... Just blow up action movie thing? I don't, I don't know. Because I, I keep reading rumors that he is going to be in part two. Oh, Expendables part two? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. But uh, I can't recall if there was uh, something where like he had uh, some sort of beef with one of the other guys in the movie. Possibly even Stallone. Oh, really? Or, yeah, I don't know. Well, I saw him uh, fight Dolph Lundgren in uh, Universal Soldier. Yeah, they so. need Universal Soldier for... <laughs> Van Damme was? Yeah, I think they both were. Wow. So they can't be friends if they're fighting on the screen all the time. <laughs> yeah, but I love how this movie... Because uh, I, I really like... <clears throat> you know, you know, movies where uh, one of the actors... Uh, either either realizes he's in a movie or um, or like being John Malkovich where John Malkovich is in a movie as John Malkovich. Right, right. Like I, I love that whole like bizarre, I don't know. I don't even know if that's breaking the fourth wall. Well, I mean, he broke the fourth wall during a soliloquy, but right. just like that mangling of what's reality. Right. I, I like that, that melding of fiction and reality. <clears throat> it's really, uh, really cool and well done in this film. I uh, also kept being reminded of, uh, have you guys ever seen uh, Dog Day Afternoon with uh, Al Pacino? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is that a bank robber movie? Yeah. 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 Hostage situation, I think, the entire movie. Similar. Yeah. This movie's got a lot in common with it, and I think the uh, the main bad guy even looks like one of the yeah. uh, actors from that movie. His haircut and everything. Yeah, the, the, haircut. the long hair with the yeah. balding. Yeah. The skullet. Yeah, the skullet. The skullet. That guy was a great character because <laughs> he was almost your typical, like, insane... Uh, bank robber leader but then at the same time he wasn't quite like just like you know he wasn't like Megatron where clearly he's always the leader right. you know well except for when Starscream tries to uprise but let's not get that but, but, but you know how like you know he seemed like he was the leader but then there was like a little bit of back and forth and people disobeying him and in some similar movies when one of his uh, cohorts disobeyed him you know he would just shoot the guy and that would be the end of it but in this movie, there's like a lot of back and forth, and like you're like, oh, I thought he was in charge, and yeah, like it, it just seemed more real that way. But I think he was just over the top enough, also that you know he seemed like a villain in a Van Damme movie. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hmm. What about action stars in the movies that aren't action movies? This like, is not an action movie. No, it's not an action star. Like Stallone and Oscar. Stallone and Oscar. Great movie. Stop it, my mom will shoot. Yeah. I guess that's kind of Schwarzenegger and Junior. Oh yeah. Was Twins? Was Twins the first movie like that where a big action star did something non-big actiony? Yes. I would say so. <laughs> I would. Well, that's so. why we have you here. Uh, it was Arnold's first comedy yeah. and first. Uh, Say, movie starring a uh, not your typical comedy star. Yeah. Being Arnold, but starring with a huge comedian, Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's actually a small comedian. Huge, yes. <laughs> he's like four foot tall. <laughs> Short and stature, huge on. Although Schwarzenegger did some other stuff before that, though. He did uh, a western with. Uh, Kirk Douglas, yeah. like in the early eighties. Oh, and he was in a movie with uh, Jeff Bridges and Sally Field as well. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah! Wow, I forgot about that. We thought about watching it. Yeah. yeah. We were on a Jeff Bridges kick for a bit. I know. Both well, Doogie, Starman, Doogie's kind of like Googie, Doogie's kind of like a trim version of the dude, right? You're kind of like Doogie a real. Thing? You're like a real healthy version, like a real yeah. a, a biking, rock climbing version of the dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. I can see you raw milk opening that. My uh, yeah. white Russian. Yeah, voice. exactly. <laughs> I can see you in the gro- in the grocery opening a container of milk and smelling it before you buy uh, it. Wearing my uh, bathrobe. Yeah, I could yeah. totally see that. Let's talk about that. Wearing bathrobes out in public. I don't see anything wrong with it. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a trench coat that you wear on your house. <laughs> yeah. It's the it's the uh stay at home trench coat. Exactly. Huh. Yeah. But we digress. That's right. But yeah, so Van Dan is in this movie that's not an action movie. It's a, uh, 
that's what gets, that's what I liked about it. It wasn't an action movie, and it was uh, an admission on his part that you know he's had problems and uh, I don't know. Was this like a a cry like for attention, or just something that he was just like, I'm gonna do this and show everybody that I get it. People made fun of me, right? Probably washed up. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's more the latter. But then there's also there's a couple parts like whenever the the music cue happened during a soliloquy, and then like even a little bit towards the end, you know, with his daughter, it it just it almost seemed a little heavy handed. Like almost like they dished out just a little too much, you know. But at the same time, I don't know. You still feel for the guy. The guy. Got so. Or a couple times in this movie, this is, uh, I think it's him also coming out and admitting that, uh, a lot of the movies he made in the past were pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> that too. I lo- yeah, I love the conversation he's having with, I guess it's his producer, his, his agent, agent or manager, or whatever. Uh, yeah. And, like, the agent doesn't even realize that, uh, they've already made this one movie. And he's like, oh, well, then, then it's this one. There's what we're working on. It's the sequel to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,. I forget what it's called, like Life Target or something like that. Two. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So I wonder if Steven Seagal would seem like less of an asshole if he came out and did something like this. Well, he did no, his we... uh, cop reality show. Yeah. <laughs> I no, think I... that may have been his attempt to do this. No, to to level with people. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just say his yeah. his attempt to like, you know, relate to the common man. I guess, you know, break from his uh, action star. Because Arnold had pump and iron. I mean, of course, that was before he was a movie star. It was way before. But they all have their own, like, vehicle to, like, where they're actually represented as a real person. Because Arnold... Mm -hmm. Best action hero. Oh, yeah? That's true. Yeah, this was kind of a rip-off of that. And Arnold may be returning to movies. Dramas. He's apparently hmm. also going to be in Expendables 2 with a beefier role oh. with Bruce Willis. Nice. You know, Expendables, I, I it could have been great, but I think it was just alright. Eh. It was fairly mediocre. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge action movie buff. Like, I probably watched more action movies in the years I lived with Doogie. Than, uh, oh yeah. Other than when I was a kid, you know, I watched yeah. Rambo and all that. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I was disappointed. I was excited by the trailer of The Expendables. You know, you know what it was? It was too 21st century. You can't have. You can't. There can be no movies that can compare. No more action movies that can compare to the the schlock and the over the topness. Oh yeah. And you know. uh the enemy is uh, either Russian. Libya or Russia. Yeah. <laughs> It'll never happen again. Like Red Heat <clears throat> and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was my problem with the Expendables was that it wasn't over the top enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like I expected it just to be insane. Yeah. Totally. Uh, it it really may have wasn't. taken itself too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It should have taken itself the, like, for a ride. Yeah, yeah, it should have been more of a roller coaster of action movies than yeah. than an actual story. But, uh, I know. 
None of the action movies in the 85th story. <laughs> what is this? Oh, they all sorted it, but it was all yeah, like they're a very like similar porn. plot. Yeah, they're like porn with explosions. Yeah. Really That's bad true. one-liners. Yeah. Wow, wouldn't porn be much better with explosions and one-liners, then? Mm, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, so do we hope Van Damme makes another action movie? Um, I hope he makes another. I wouldn't mind if do it's we like him movie. more now because of this movie. I like. I, I mean, I see another side of him. You know? yeah. yeah, I like him more after this movie. Yeah, but I haven't seen him in anything else after this movie either. So, so you think it was? Do you think it was more of a PR stunt? This movie, or like him, him, like he really needed to do this for himself. I, the optimist in me thinks that uh, he needed to do this. Yeah, you know, that that this was him uh, getting rid of some baggage and, and trying to. I mean, there's a, a PR element to it and a, an element of trying to reinvent himself. I think, but I think it was a necessary thing for him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I could agree with that. Yeah. It was a fine film, though. Fine film. I enjoyed it quite. Have you? Have I told you the my little bit of Van Damme trivia oh. in reference to Predator? Let's do it. The movie Predator. No, I don't know. If if you have, I'll pretend if you haven't. I'll pretend. Oh, pretend I love you. It. oh you haven't heard it. Uh, <coughs> the Van, two guys listening haven't heard it. Van Damme was the stuntman for the Predator in the original nineteen. 19- 86 feature film starring Schwarzenegger. The, uh, the film, what, called Predator? Called Predator. Uh, he was supposed to be the stuntman for the alien, like, during the uh, scenes when it was invisible. Oh, okay, the, right. Where he was bending light and becoming invisible. But uh, I guess Van Damme uh, thought he would have more of a role in the movie, and he got mad, and they left, so they replaced a lot. They used a monkey to do some... <laughs> Okay, fuck that guy. I'm no longer a fan. What an asshole. Oh, this is where Van Damme was huge, I think. Yeah, fuck him. Whatever. He sucks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's funny. They had a, they got a, they literally He's got a monkey to do his job. Some of the scenes, yeah. Some of the, uh, <laughs> invisible predator scenes. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So he, he just expected to have his face on the screen? Or, or yeah, or some kind of credit, or more... I don't know really what he was asking for. They mm. should have told him that you're going to be stuntman for the scenes when the alien is invisible. <laughs> well, what do you mean? I want to have more involvement in this. Yeah. We're just going to replace you with a monkey. <laughs> I bet people say that a lot when the... You know, like at Arby's, when they're like, He's like, oh, fuck it, I'm out of here. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Rodney, whatever. We're going to replace you with a, a monkey. monkey. They're like, they really did. <laughs> they really did. <laughs> this was an instance where it, it happened. Oh, man. I love Van Damme. I, I would say Van Damme's my number two below Schwarzenegger. As far as, uh, man, just as far as, like, prolificness in the 80s. Just one movie after another. And as far as, like, memorable action 80s movies, mm-hmm. me personally, I can think of uh, more Arnold and Van Damme action movies than Seagal or Chuck Norris. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to refer to them by their last names. From now. Norris. Seagal or Norris. You know, I bet I've seen more Seagal movies than Van Damme movies. Really? But uh, I like him a lot less. 
I don't know why it is. I was just a, my cousin and I used to go to the theater and see uh, Seagal movies all the time. Bit of uh, Seagal trivia. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, Seagal uh, got famous on a bet. There yeah. was a uh, movie producer who bet another producer that he could turn anyone into a movie star. <laughs> and happened to uh, meet Seagal at, like, uh, when he was uh, teaching a karate class or martial arts class, something like that. And uh, decided that. Uh, <laughs> Said that that was the guy, and uh, brought him into wow. the studio. Said, uh, you know, uh, here's a pile of scripts, pick one. Wow. And uh, I think he, the first movie he picked was Above the Law. Nice. Mm. That's insane. That, now see, now that could be his, his like, coming back movie. He could tell that story in, like, <laughs> a dramatization. Or a comedy. Story. A comedy about that. Yes. How great would comedy that be? Work Wasn't that, like, I mean, it's, like, basically... Like that scene in Trading Places, you know, where Mortimer and whatever, they're like, like that guy there. But instead of Axel, uh, Axel, instead of Axel Foley, whatever his name is, Eddie Murphy. Whatever. <laughs> they, they pick uh, Steven Skull. Yeah. That seems... Uh, I didn't know that. Didn't know. Didn't uh, another Seagal fun fact. Uh, didn't his ponytail, his coutois or whatever. Cuet. Cuet, didn't it? get stolen when he was like on uh like the Arsenio Hall show or the Tonight Show or something. His ponytail? Yeah. It's detachable. <laughs> it's like well, a, well, like a clip on tie. Like when he <laughs> Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, it's his disguise. It's like a Superman disguise. No, whenever he first cut it off. I heard this story. I don't know if this is Would true. you like Seagal's ponytail more if it was more colonial, like braided with a bow? Oh, I think I would. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, I swear that it was stolen when he was on some sort of, uh, like he had it there because he had just cut it off or something. And I don't know if he was going to show it like a show and tell, but someone stole it backstage. I swear I heard that. I don't know. Maybe that's false. <clears throat> I read it on a bathroom wall. <laughs> at the Arsenio Hall show. <clears throat> yeah, I was, yeah, at the Arsenio God, I wish I was an audience member. <laughs> the dog pound. <laughs> I have some episodes of Arsenio Hall on video tape that I've recorded. Like, to masturbate to. To, mas- to masturbate mm-hmm. to. Um, yeah, those long fingers, man. They just do it for me. No, I think mm-hmm. the episode with Zeus, the wrestler who was in the film No Holds Barred with mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan, I taped it because I was I loved Zeus. He was like my favorite wrestler. And... Uh, Right. Is he a know. WWF wrestler? Yeah, Tiny Lester from uh, from Friday and all that yeah. stuff. I didn't know he was an actual wrestler. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was Zeus. I just thought he was a weird-looking actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was in No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan. He was actually a wrestler before that, too. But, uh, so I still have that on too. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, Tiny Lester was actually uh, the second choice for... Uh, for Axel Foley? For Axel Foley. No, for I was gonna say the predator stunt scene. Uh, okay. He turned it down because he wanted to be a no holds bar. No, no. Mm. Hey, no hold bar and uh, left him led him to uh, Dark Knight. So you know, he just had the best career. 
Hmm. Tiny Whistler. He was in. Oh, that's right. He was. He was the guy on the boat that uh, threw the uh, bomb out the window, right? Oh wow! Or the uh, was it the? Oh, the detonator out the window. Wow! Still active to this day. No holds barred. Didn't ruin his career. Yeah. (laughs) Or Hulk Hogan. Then he makes some movies after that. Suburban Commando. Oh okay. Yeah. I never saw Suburban Commando. Something about Alien Nanny or something like that. that one? Oh, wow, really? Uh, I, I believe it. Yeah, maybe uh, one where he was a Santa Claus of some sort. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. He's like bench pressing reindeers up in the North Pole. And there's his uh, TV show he did with uh, Jack Lemmon's son. What? Hulk Hogan? Wow. Is it like a reality show? Nope. Oh, wow. It was like a cop show, but on boats. Wow. <laughs> it was like chips, only with speedboats. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Oh, the speedboats. What was the name of that show? Tropical Paradise. Tropical Thunder. Tropical Thunder. Or, no, that's, uh, Paradise. that's that movie. Oh, yeah, Tropical Thunder was the name. Paradise Thunder. <laughs> Some combination of, of that. The boat was like. It was like it was it was like a kit on water. Oh, it was like it was yeah. uh, like intelligent. And yeah, it was black interact. and it had there was no windows. Did it have a red laser? I uh, Hulk Hogan did, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't have a laser eye. Wow, it didn't play with kitties. Oh. What? The lasers? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I thought maybe like a Knight Rider. David Hasselhoff played with kitties, and I just didn't remember it. <laughs> wow, yeah, I don't care. Huh. I liked this movie. <laughs> JCVD, you liked it, eh? I liked it, uh, yeah. What's with the initials, though? Jesus Christ, venereal disease. Venereal disease, yeah. yeah. No, why do you think they use the initials? Nobody would have gone to have seen it if it was just called Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's too long for the marquee. Yeah, yeah Jean-Claude true. Van Damme. They could have called it Van Damme. But then, v? like, if there's... They could have called it VD. Oh. Yeah. But if there's two movies playing, like... Because this... I could see this playing at the Neon, right? Couldn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like... I if, think it did. But if, like, this came out the same weekend as Seymour Hoffman's Capote and it said Van Damme Capote, people might be like... <laughs> <laughs> People would either be like, nah, or they'd be like, holy shit, this wow. is going to rule. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, JCVD. Maybe it could have been called Van Vandenberg. Yeah. yeah. That would have got him into the seats. My real name, not my stage name. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. Do you think it was true? Probably. More, more of his real life. Yeah. To make it seem more personal, to make us like Van Damme just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he's going to run for governor, and that's why he put this out there. So everybody vote for him. <laughs> governor of Ohio. Yeah. Would you vote for Van Damme if he ran for governor? Probably. Of Ohio? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Just not? based on that. I mean, you know, I would consider his agenda as well, but... The body, Minnesota, Arnold in California, can happen. The body... Jesse. Uh, Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Also in Predator. Yeah, JV. 
It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else to add? Uh, about my milk? <laughs> no. We can come back and talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll take a break. Stuff on IMDb. Yeah. Um, the Internet Movie Database. That's the one. Right. Apparently, I was happy to uh, find out I have seen more Van Damme movies than Seagal movies because I'd forgot about Street Fighter and <laughs> something else. How could you forget that movie? <laughs> Raul Julia? It's his final film. It is. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, he yeah. died right after making that. So, this is uh, comparable to uh, Unicron. Orson Welles, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Is this our second Transformers reference in this show? There should yeah. be more. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to 
throw out some Transformer trivia at random here. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else did we find out? John Claude Van Damme wrote a bunch of movies. Yeah, wrote a couple movies. Uh, directed two movies. Edited a few. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Uncredited though. He's uh, a <laughs> he's a man of many talents. He's also uh, in uh, Breaking. As a, he's like a bystander. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's another movie we saw there. Missing in a, action. Missing in action. Yeah. yeah. A Norris. A Norris. Uh, Led action movie. Who yeah. huh. doesn't hold a candle to Van Damme? Norris. No. Norris. In my opinion, I was never a big Chuck Norris fan. I saw the cartoon when I was a kid, and I had a Chuck Norris action figure. But uh, I never really watched his movies until we watched. I think we watched one or two during Bad Movie Night. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him in it. Maybe. I've caught a glimpse of, uh, wasn't he in uh, a couple of Bruce Lee movies? Mm-hmm. I think I may have caught a glimpse of him in one of those, but he fought, Chuck Norris fought Bruce Lee. He's the only, he beat him, actually, too. He did beat him. But after the match, Chuck Sans Norris... Sans beard. It was Sans beard. That's what, that's yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> but he, he admitted that after the, the battle that he said if it was just a straight fight, Bruce Lee would have cleaned his clock, but he said based on the point system that they were using to award the winner... You know, he he did win, but he was gracious enough to admit, he's like, yeah, but he would just kick my ass in a straight fight. Wow. Hmm. This is a true story. This is true. Everything I say is true. Okay. <coughs> Except for that last thing I said. What? What? Wait, part about everything you say being true? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was never a Chuck Norris guy. Yeah. Uh, although, uh, Probably seen more episodes of Walker Texas Ranger than I would ever care to admit. Mm, wow! Thanks for bringing that up. Thanks for bringing that up. Just because not you, really. You, not because really. you worked there at the TV station. Uh, no, because it was my dad's favorite show. Oh. Wow! <laughs> Chuck Norris sings the intro for that show. Whoa. Wow! Wow! All these action guys have a lot more hidden talent than I ever would have mm. realized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can govern. They can govern. They can uh, write, write uh, edit. They can compose edit. theme songs. They can, yeah. Did he compose it or did he just sing it? Sing it. I don't know. Uh, if I want to say he probably also composed it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Patrick Swayze. What did the Swayze dog do other than uh, Roadhouse? I mean, other than acting. And, oh, know. other than acting, he he's, was a, he's a dancer. dancer. Yeah. yeah, professional dancer. See, the Swayze dog. Rest in peace. Yeah gentle soul that he was. I didn't know him personally. <laughs> He's been in some of my favorite action movies, I, I would say. Uh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I mean, uh, I guess I could even consider Dirty Dance an action movie because he does a lot of action in that movie. A lot of dance moves. Yeah, and there's a couple fights. He's not an action movie star, though. No. Except for Roadhouse. That... Next to Kid. Next to Cannon Roadhouse. Yeah. There's a little action in Ballpoint Break. I mean, in Point Break. And, oh, was that a, uh, was that a uh, hidden advertisement for your... <laughs> subliminal, subliminal message for, yeah. all, for all five people there listening. Whoa. Including the three of us in the room. Yeah, in Point Break. He was, yeah, he did a lot of action. He jumped out of a freaking plane. Who, who's done that in the movie? Anybody else? 
jumped out of a plane? Yeah. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Arnold. What? Not really, though. I mean, he really jumped out of a plane and they oh, filmed Oh, really it. skydived. Yeah. Okay. Nobody else has done that. All right. A little bit of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> he yes. didn't do it. It was all. He was in that movie. But, but he didn't really jump out of the plane. Some, like, <clears throat> Van Damme was his stuntman and he jumped out of the plane. Would Van Damme jump out of a plane? Ooh. Maybe if his next movie doesn't go very well. <laughs> there just won't be anybody filming it. There will be no shooting. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. But yes, the Swayze Dog starred in a, a few. Probably the most notable, uh, one of the most notable. Roadhouse. Roadhouse, yeah. That is one of the best action movies I've ever seen. Yeah. An action movie that uh, definitely didn't take itself seriously. Had the uh, the uh, comparable to a porn storyline. Yeah. There is no storyline. There's just uh, it, a lot of action. It was sort of a, a like a melding of the storyline was like a porn story meets a Dukes of Hazard story. Exactly. A little country element. <laughs> a little biscuits and gravy. Because yeah, there's like a yeah. a mean like town boss who's like controlling everything and like, very boss hoggish. You know. Oh yeah. Then the. Uh, the, uh, the the philosophical loner strolls into town. In this case, not on a horse, but in a Mercedes Benz, <laughs> and uh, cleans up. Yeah. And then leaves, <laughs> or jumps into a pond naked with his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. That's how it ended. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And they mentioned Dayton, Ohio, which is pretty good. Yes. Oh, they did. <laughs> Did we learn anything else on IMDb? I don't think we did. Uh, no. Not too much. No. Van Damme's doing a lot of stuff, just, uh. Nobody's seen it. Yeah, other than, uh, Kung Fu Panda 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. He did a voice. Was it Frenchy? Or what? <laughs> that was the movie he actually directed. Oh. <laughs> the Eagle Path. No, no, there was a different movie. It was Frenchy. It wasn't the Eagle Path. I don't know. Oh well. <laughs> stuff good stuff so yeah is there anything you want to talk about since you're here i'm excited to be here are you i really this am. is this is doogie excited i am uh <laughs> really excited this is what happens yeah I've, i'm behind the, the curtain now mm. i see how it all goes down yeah. we're uh, eric's the wizard what are you jason uh, i'm the horse of many colors okay <laughs> <laughs> Horse of a different color, yeah. I'm, get, I'm getting my biblical uh, stories mixed with my <laughs> what's my Frank Baum stories. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, did you want to talk about your milk? Is it? Do you yeah, have really? like? Do you have like a agenda with it, or is this just something you do yourself? Something I do, yeah. Okay. So you raw. don't. You're not an advocate for raw milk. Uh, I'm not an advocate of anything people eat, but if somebody asks me about it. I'll uh, have nothing but praise for it. This is raw milk. Milk is uh, unpasteurized, unhomogenized. And uh, the non-pasteurization is what makes it illegal. But milk is uh, unpasteurized milk has been consumed by humans probably 
five to six thousand years, and then in the past hundred and twenty years it became illegal. So, do you think there's any correlation to how? Uh... Do we need an action movie about uh, raw milk? <laughs> it could just be called raw milk. Well then, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, I think Steven Seagal was starring that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm bummed already. Maybe Sean Penn. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> That's an entirely different oh. movie. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy and Sean Penn. Raw milk. Ooh. Uh, like, what were you gonna say? Um. No. Uh. Uh. uh, uh what was I gonna say? Raw milk. It's illegal. I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. Did you think the pasteurization process? Oh yeah. Do you think that has any correlation? To, uh, you know how people used to die a lot, a lot, a lot younger on your average health? No. Pasteurization. Wow, this is gonna become. Uh, oh, you don't have to. Okay. Yeah, don't get me started. It's just invented as a. Invented. It was. Developed? Developed as a way to, uh, sterilize the milk. Because cows, uh, started to become sicker and sicker. As, uh, people, as humans began to raise cows more for so, you know, like an assembly line or just like a giant, you know, cattle factory, the conditions for the cows is not very healthy. A lot of them were, to begin with, raised near uh, distilleries. We talked about whiskey before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the cows were just eating the leftovers from the distilleries and getting sick. And then thus kids were getting sick. So it would be festers. Like, well, let me just eat it up and sterilize it. Hmm. So, yeah. And that's how it all started. So you like sick kids is basically what you're saying. Sick kids. But it's but it was they're getting sick from sick cows. Oh, okay. So the raw milk, I know where the milk comes from. The cows it doesn't are not come, sick. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I see local, the cows. Local yeah. farmer. You I, know you know your cow's name. I know my cow. You know Do you visit it? Yes. Wow. No, I don't visit the cow, but I go to the farm every uh every Wednesday and pick up my raw my gallon of raw That's milk. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're not picking it up from uh a trailer in an alley anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. It's a refrigerator in a barn. So it's so it's, it's much higher class. Yeah. Do you know the cow's name? Could you? There's reveal, no. Can you reveal names. that? There's okay. no names for the cow. Oh, there's not yeah. like a Bessie or, or Tasty or or barbecue. No. <laughs> barbecue? Really? Would they do that? They call her barbecue. Who? Why not? Why not? It just seems wrong. McRib. I had, I had deep fried Kool Aid today. What? That's what I said. That's what I said. I, I went to the corn festival, in in a. What? We know. <laughs> the evidence of that is on your shirt. It's true. Describe the butter stain. On your shirt. I have probably the I'd say like a six inch by three inch butter stain on my shirt. Yeah, on your white t-shirt. <laughs> because I. Uh, uh, corn on the cob at the corn festival in South Vienna, Ohio today. Mm. And then uh, after that, did it, what, did you use your arm to wipe your mouth off? I, you know, I I actually forgot to get napkins when I like reached down to get napkins and I saw they had a pepper shaker and so I put pepper on my corn and then I just walked away <laughs> and then like it's just full of butter too and it's just like streaming down my hands mm. and like dripping off my elbows and mm-hmm. and uh. And then, like, the sun came out, because it was, like, kind of cool this morning when I left. So I have, like, a baseball t-shirt, you know, on, and, uh, like, some pants. But it was, like, warm, and it was, like, cooking the butter as it was, like, rolling down my arms. Mm. But then we uh, we yeah, passed by a booth. So hot. They had, 
They had this deep fried booth. They had deep fried moon pies, Snickers bars, Pop Tarts, Oreos, and Kool Aid. And we opted for the deep fried Kool Aid. And it was like basically donut dough mixed with cherry Kool Aid, like tons of cherry Kool Aid. Like the powder or the actual liquid? Oh, no, the powder. Okay. Mm. And then they like. I thought the same thing at first. It was this weird, goopy mixture, and then they deep fried it all. And man, it, it was. Hard to eat more than one ball because they came out looking like donut holes, basically. Yeah. And uh, after I ate two of them, and that was way more than enough. So did it taste like Kool-Aid? It really did, okay. yeah. Mm. But it was sort of like a chewy donut hole that tastes like Kool-Aid. Huh. Because <laughs> I, I know there's a such thing as uh, deep-fried beer and uh, I think deep-fried Coke. I've seen deep-fried Coke. Uh, there's a restaurant that I've heard about. I forget where it's at. It's uh, where there's no menu, but they just they have uh, deep fryers, and they encourage you to bring in anything you want to have deep fried. Wow! And they will deep fry it for you. Like around here? Somewhere? Uh, I'm not sure where it's at. I've heard this through the uh, through the underground. I, when you, in my the, dealings with raw milk, in, in the alleyway, <laughs> you're like picking up milk, and someone's like, "Hey, you like this shit? Yeah. <laughs> you want some deep fried raw milk? Yeah. Deep fried gummy worms, but uh." This is true, it's your restaurant where you can take anything you want and we'll deep fry it. But, uh, I should tell uh, my coworker about that. And the guy I uh, tried to work with has always talked about uh, how uh, his wife won't let him buy a deep fat fryer for the house because uh, he will spend uh, entire weekends just deep frying everything that he can. Wow. There's an ice cream parlor by my girlfriend's house that sells, in addition to ice cream, deep fried bacon. Mm. It's like breaded bacon. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. sounds really good. <laughs> and ice cream. You know. They don't deep fried ice cream. That's the one thing you can deep fry. Yeah. I've had it. Fried ice cream. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but so the corn festival. <laughs> it was fun. Uh there's some rides and stuff. We didn't ride any of the rides, but uh it was basically like a little fair, you know, a little corn fair. Uh, well, why didn't you get on the rides? Yeah. Not um, tall enough? <laughs> I, I'm not a much of a rider, but I told her, I was like, if you want to ride that Viking ship or the She's not tall enough. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she wasn't into it because we were, about, by the time we got there, like their mistake, I think, is they don't have the rides as soon as you walk in, they have the food. And so we were already full of deep fried Kool-Aid and, you know, oh, butter yeah. corn. And we were yeah. like, no, no, no rides, you know. No Gravitron, you know. <laughs> That's what we're planning on the festival. Right? I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's why they set up a carnival. That's why they're never going to get us off the you know, The corn festival will never go nationwide. <laughs> a tour, a nationwide tour. I, you know what? I was really surprised though that there was no mention of September 11th there. Yeah. Like you figure that's the prime spot. A corn festival in South Bend, Ohio, for them to have like some giant monument or like, you know, something. how refreshing, how refreshing. Well, I mean, yeah, they're they're trying to, you know, I mean, that was a dark period in America's history. Yeah, they're just trying to move past it by doing something yeah. fun, like yeah. eating corn. Well, I know, but I mean, you'd think like they would at least like maybe we got there late because I, I'd imagine they at least had like a, a moment of prayer or something. Or, Seems like. I, don't know. Do no, I did that this morning when I got up. Mm. 
I mean, you know, it is like I'm I'm not belittling you know, like I don't know, I forget close to three thousand people or whatever died, yeah. but um, but you know, it's just it seems like <sighs> well, it's been ten years, and I think that any thing that you would see on TV or anything about it is all sort of gross. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, over uh, sentimentalized. Yeah. Plus, we know so many conspiracy theories. I'm going to watch one tonight or sometime this week. Oh, yeah. A 9-11 conspiracy. But, uh, is it supposed to be a documentary? Or is it's it a documentary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, The Big Lie just came out this week. Right, yeah. Is that Rick Veitch? Or Rick Veitch, yeah. yeah. It's a comic. About, I saw that. Yeah, they did. About the conspiracies, yeah. yeah. Doogie likes comics. Right. What's your, okay, here we go. Top five oh, here favorite. we go. Here we go. Let's do it. Come top, on. Top five favorite comics of all time. Oh, come on. Other than Veggie Dogs. Uh, that's like... Uh, that's just recreational bathroom reading. Do I have to include <laughs> it on my list? <laughs> just kidding. I don't really have any favorites. I have favorite uh, writers, artists. Name, it. Name is... Hit us with a few. Um. Well, yeah, Grant Morrison. Gmo, Gmo, is that you call it? I didn't coin that phrase. No. Um. God, I used to be a huge Todd McFarlane fan when I was a kid. Uh, Oh, you must have loved Spawn number eighteen and nineteen. Then, McFarlane and Gmo together. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, he didn't drum. Yeah. Uh, Eric Powell. You know who I like. Uh, let's see. But the listener doesn't. The <laughs> listeners don't. Uh, oh, what's his face? Oh, what's his face? Super detailed. Jeff oh, Darrow. Jeff, Jeff Darrow. Yeah. yeah. Hard boiled is one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, because Doogie, uh, not your typical comic fan. Kind no. of eclectic, eclectic in your reading. Yeah. Of the there comics. There was a period when I stopped reading them. For a long, the longest time. You like the sweet tooth. I like the sweet tooth. Yeah. Uh, not a big fan of uh, superhero comics, though. Oh. Yeah. Is there a reason? A reason that? Um. You've outgrown it. Go ahead about, and say it. I wouldn't say I've outgrown it. I just got kind of intimidated by it. When you uh, when you don't read them, when you read them all the time as a kid, and then you don't read them for like ten years, and then then you start to want to read comics again and then you just it's like the uh the old timer syndrome like they don't make them like they used to well, that did, kind of thing. well did you just luck out son what because dc just started everything over again. oh my <laughs> god you can start right now jeez you just blew my mind yeah but uh no beware of blasphemy though <laughs> yeah but uh no i like yeah. comics it's as, I will say they've got, the writing has gotten a lot better the past ten to fifteen years. Yeah, it really they right, really matured. Well, they're writing towards uh, people of our age group now, yeah. where they used to write towards teenagers, and before that, even younger, in the, like the sixties. Yeah. Target audience was like no more than eight years old, probably. <clears throat> I would say that's probably not for the best, though. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it'd be good if they could 
if they could really get the attention of all age groups, right. you know, um, as opposed to just one or the other. Yeah, what do you think about that? Uh, the age group of uh, your local comic ship, comic book shop buyers. It's a little discouraging for the future of the hobby because you know there's hardly anyone under mid to late twenties buying comics. Yeah. Who would you say your uh, youngest regular customer is? I mean, we have a couple of anomalies where there's like a couple of file customers who are teenagers or younger, but I mean, definitely on the average, I'd say around thirty years old, or maybe even mid thirties. So, I mean, you've mentioned once or twice kids coming into the store and buying a comic or something like that. Yeah. Never any returns. Um, <laughs> they, we have a lot of younger kids that come back and buy superhero toys all the time. Like, there's this one, uh, you know, couple that bring in their two sons, and they buy superhero toys every single week for as long as I can remember. And their kids are, like, five and six right now. And, uh... You know, that's cool because, you know, those kids will probably remember those characters and get into comics, but so far, I think, you know, maybe they've bought like a dozen comics, but they've bought like a hundred figures, you know, so they're more into the toys. Hey, wouldn't you say comics don't blow you away anymore? Well, when I was reading comics, when I was a kid, every issue blew me away. Oh, really? Anything that came out blew me away. Now it's few and far between. I think that's just age and cynicism. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm with you. Yeah, like, uh, I still buy comics on a, on a regular basis, but I would say I don't even bother reading 80% of the ones I buy anymore, unless I'm going to pick them for the show. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm still blown away by some of them, but like you said, like, you know, cynicism or just, you know, just... I don't know, like diminishing returns because you've seen so many right. things. You're like, oh, that's that's awesome. It's like this and like that and like this, y'all. It's like this, it's like that. You know? This, y'all. It's like this. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, you know, you, you've seen it a hundred times already, so you can still respect it, but it's it's hard to get as excited about something unless it's a little more innovative, I guess. Right. Yeah, it could be a thing where you grew up with certain thing, certain, uh, like, Let's go back to action movies for a second. No action movies that come out now blow me away because I'll always compare them to what I grew up watching. Right. right. So. You're like, that's no, that's no Red Heat. It's no Commando. Yeah. <laughs> it's no Cobra. No Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> the list goes on and on. But, uh, I still enjoy comics. Still enjoy an action movie here and there. Do you like all the, uh, even, I haven't seen any of these yet, but how about the Bourne series? Like the Bourne Identity and all that? Oh, uh, those are good. But they're more of a thinking man's action movie. Oh. Yeah. They're not just for uh, thrills and chills and body count. In the same way that JCVD and was a thinking man's? Yeah. No. Different. It's more straight up action, but mm-hmm. it's also more spy thriller, you know, mystery kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And shaky cam. Lots of shaky cam. And the Bourne movies, yeah. It would have been cool. I think any action movie that comes out now, it would be awesome if they... Even if it's a serious action movie like The Born Identity or whatever, for them to add a, a More you know, a tip of the More hat, titties. yeah. If there's a scene in Born, you know, Supremacy where or one of those Born movies where he kicks some adversary into the next room and there's a couple having sex or something and she lists, you know, right. 
Like in Tango and Cash or in something. In Tango and Cash or Commando, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Some more gratuitous nudity. More gratuitous nudity. <laughs> Under <laughs> the guise of uh, tipping the hat to uh, the things that have come before. Exactly. <laughs> no matter no matter how serious the action movie is, or wow. like or like he he's knocked through a room and he he you know knocked through a door into another room and someone's watching a porno and he just like sits down and watches the porno and then like all of a sudden the porno <laughs> fills your screen for like half an hour and then it cuts back to the movie. <laughs> that is a great idea. That would be awesome. <clears throat> or like I've said before. An action movie. What if, uh, you know, John McClane died at the end of Die Hard? What if the Predator actually killed him? Wouldn't that be anticlimactic, though? That's what I'm going for. Yeah. I don't really care. Wow. I want to see it. I want you to be so involved in the movie and so rooting for the good guy that in the very end, you're just like, you're huh? just, you're just like this is supposed to happen. <laughs> Maybe you should watch Hobo with a Shotgun. Maybe huh? I should. Huh? Maybe I should. Did you uh, did you ever see uh, shoot him up? Was he always eating a carrot? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Uh, I only saw it once. We watched it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I thought it was good. Part of what I remember. It's funny. It was it was an action movie that didn't uh, take itself seriously. That's the key, I think. Uh-huh. They're action movies. Uh, they're not supposed to have a story, like or uh. It's just supposed to be kind of linear, not like go off on all kinds of tangents. Right. It's not too complex or, yeah. or like outsmarts itself. You don't, you don't want to think. You just want to see explosions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's some kind of that's there's some truth to escapism. It helps. It mm-hmm. works sometimes. Yeah. I couldn't do it all the time. I couldn't watch you know, Commando every day. Yeah. 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 Well, you're serial. Yeah, I've seen you do that. I've seen you do that. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, escapism is good, and that's what action movies are supposed to be. I usually, when I lived with Doogie, often I would come home from either from here or from work or whatever, and he'd be like, because I, I had kind of a bigger room and it had like a TV and a couch set up in there. Mm. And I would come home and you would be, you know, <laughs> watching like, you know, Roadhouse or Predators or or Tango and Cash. While you were doing like all these crazy like sit-ups and like <laughs> I like the kind of sit-ups where you're you're like your body is inclined somehow. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I doing... uh, <laughs> some people like to exercise to music, or some people like to clean. You know, put a record on and clean the house. Uh, you know, you know, some people like to put a little background music on when they read. You know, uh, but uh, I like if I was gonna clean the house. I have to put on Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> I've, I've, that really helps out a lot. I've, I've, I can, can I can attest uh, I've seen him reading. I'll come in and he's reading while like there's like some gunfire loaded action movie in the background. Oh, it's, it's so soothing. It's pretty so awesome. <laughs> Nothing like a belt of machine gun bullets filling up uh, some Iranian terrorists. To, That's right. To relax. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh. So, uh, yeah. Is that it? I think, uh, I think, uh, hey, we'll here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Thanks for being on. Yeah, it was great. 
I, uh, sure. I'm glad that they, uh, we get to talk about action movies. It's yeah. one of my uh, favorite things to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I love action movies. I just don't ever think to watch one. So, yeah. And, and I think most of the movies that you've mentioned, like the 80s classics, I've never seen them. Really? So, uh, we may watch them for future episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, like, yeah. action movies are great. I think you kind of have to be in the mood for them. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, you can't just watch them every day. Yeah, and I don't search them out. If one comes along, uh, I'll watch it. Has there been any, like, uh, since The Expendables, I mean, has there been, like, a really good action movie in the last few years? Mm-hmm. Or so. a moan of silence indicates no. They, they don't really, they don't, they're not really <clears throat> pushing them in Hollywood right now. Right? I mean, they're all superhero movies or Transformers or... Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess that's the same thing. I mean, there's... The new action movie. Yeah, it really is. There is uh, going to be Die Hard 5. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Punisher was kind of your uh, good bridging of the action movie in the superior genre. Yeah. I never it's saw terrible. it. terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're all three terrible, but the greatest thing about the them... The Dolph Lundgren one? They're all three terrible in their uh, own special way. Uh, they're okay. all three terrible in different ways. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the Dolph Lundgren one has a very... TV movie kind of vibe. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, the one with John Travolta, I think, is uh, it's actually not a terrible movie, but it's uh, nothing that I don't think you should ever pay to watch. Right. Like if you ever see it on like USA or TBS on like a Sunday afternoon, then you know, don't turn it off. Right. <laughs> That's entertaining. Yeah. Like Roadhouse. Yeah, like Roadhouse. Roadhouse is much better. And then that last one was just bad. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's crazy. It's so bloody, though. Oh, yeah. Super over the top. At times. But not in the, not in the really fun way. No, yeah. Yeah, I think most action movies now are like, uh, thinking, like those Supremacy or the Bourne movies or, uh. Even the James Bond movies are a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not, they're not as campy, I guess. Were they campy in the 80s? Oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Not like that anymore. Uh, just, I really did like Casino Royale. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, uh, I rented Shoot 'em Up. There, it just came in through Netflix you know, one day, and uh, I knew it was an action movie. And uh, but like when I watched it, like as soon as it was over, uh, you know, I was with my girlfriend at the time, and I looked at her, and I was like. I totally didn't know that this is the type of movie I needed to watch right now. <laughs> like, it was just so over the top and just almost beginning to end action film that, you know, it was just like, wow, that was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like The Matrix, that was kind of a, yeah. kind of a thing in men's action movie. Yeah. It was good. The first one. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I could still watch the other two, but yeah, the first one was just so much better. Yeah. Maybe The Matrix was the beginning Sort of the beginning, so like it killed, maybe it killed the action movie a little bit. That or is, yeah, the Matrix may have been the grunge to the art. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, weren't there like a ton of, I mean, mostly female action star movies after the Matrix that had that Matrix feel to the action? You know, like that sort of hyper real, like bullet time, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there was a lot, I think. Yeah, that mm-hmm. just kind of disappeared after a few years. Yeah. There is an action movie out right now called Colombiana, which I have heard nothing but bad things about. Yeah. Uh, it's a female lead. Uh, 
Plum Beyond. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, we have never touched on that. Uh, on the, uh, the uh, exemption of uh, females and uh, serious roles, you know, having serious roles in action movies. They're either the tag-along or the damsel in distress, or they're just getting naked. Pretty much. Oh, and the classic ones, you mean? And the classic ones, yeah. yeah the classic ones, true. yeah. Even now. How about Red Sonja? That was... It's kind of fantasy. yeah. Pretty bad, though. There's a lot of, like, Resident Evil and Tomb Raider, though, where the... I mean, those are newer. A strong female role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there will never be another Ripley, so... Oh, yeah, Ripley, man. <laughs> yeah. She was, like... Sigourney Weaver was, like, an awesome action hero in Aliens. Mm-hmm. I'd call that an action movie. Aliens? The second yeah. one, yeah. Aliens. Mm-hmm. It was a rip-roaring good time. Yeah. Speaking of rip-roaring good times, that's what I had here today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Me too. Right, then I'll uh, pick a comic and uh, we'll get out of here. Yeah. Uh, so the, the book we're going to read, uh, uh, <clears throat> speaking of uh, kids and comics, uh, it's a comic book written by a kid, a five-year-old in fact, Uh-oh. called Axe Cop. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Is this the original trade paperback? Yeah. The, okay. The original. I, say, I think they still haven't finished the new one. <clears throat> no, yeah, that's still coming out. Okay. Yeah, this is the, the original web series. Written by a five-year-old kid and drawn by his 30-year-old brother. This is not a local comic? No. This is a... It's actually Dark Horse is doing it now. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to read that. Well, well yeah. I mean, he just said we're going to read it for next episode. <laughs> oh. You're officially part of the cast. The crew now. Oh, wow. Exciting. You're here every Do week. I get a badge? A secret decoder <laughs> We'll give you a membership card <laughs> okay. and a... Um, the book and record set, yeah, the whole. Oh wow! <laughs> Axe Cop should have been an eighties action movie. Oh yeah! yeah. Wow! <laughs> Kurt Russell is Axe Cop. Oh yeah! <laughs> you can totally see that. Thanks for being on the show, Doogie. Yeah, thanks, thanks, sir. sir. Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, right. Glad you can make it. Well, good night. Yeah. See right. you guys. Bonsoir. I wait. <laughs> <laughs>